Football debates, hot takes, and analysis our way. With compas and a carne asada, this is Football Asada. Welcome home. Alright guys, World Cup is officially over. We already saw what was Tata's fate, what was Mexico's fate. But we have a brand new year. A gold cup to look forward to. Um, so what are we thinking? Mexico for 2023. 2023. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I predict we're we're I feel like I I don't know when the the next coach is gonna get called up or announced. I just hope it's someone I don't know, like do you guys would you guys want an Almada, bro? I don't know. Like I actually don't know who. Like I have zero clue. There's like no there's no leaks, there's no nothing. There's obviously rumors Miguel Herrera or fucking Almada or Jimmy Lozano has pre- like presented or fucking gotten hit up or some shit. But no one knows what the fuck is happening. Bro, like, let's fuck it. Let's do an Argentina, dude. Let's get an old player, ex-player. They got Scaloni. Let's get Rafa Marquez, dude. Fuck it. Give dude, him four I'll, years. I was going to say that shit. Dude, yeah, yeah. who cares, bro? He won the freaking World Cup and he had no it, coaching experience before. I think he was an facts. assistant coach in 2018. Let's get Rafa Marquez. Facts. Bro, he could learn facts. all... like. On the way to the next World Cup, who cares at this point? I feel like the players yeah. would like him. He'd be well received by the public. Everyone likes him, man. El Kaiser, bro. I'll take him. I don't care. And the and the thing is, bro, he's like, he like how you said, he's gonna be well respected. People are gonna listen to Rafa Marquez. Oh, People yeah. getting called up are gonna be like, all right, bro, that's Rafa Marquez, bro. Like, like that's that's our coach. That's the main guy. Like people like Tata and all that. Like, bro, if you when you saw. Like, all the players that, like, backed up Tata were the people that shouldn't be there, right? So, Rafa Marquez, I feel like, is going to have that fucking, like, it's going to be in every single player's heart. Like, Rafa Marquez is my coach. I have to fucking play for Rafa Marquez and fucking Mexico, bro. Like, Rafa Marquez is, like, top two with Hugo Sanchez in all-time Mexicans to ever play the sport. Bro, and He's the gonna good be- thing about Rafa, and I think that what would separate him between him and Hugo is Rafa Marquez is young, bro. Like, he was just on yeah. the team, like, not that long ago. Like, so it's not like yeah. they're... I feel like he can relate more to the players. And him being Definitely. at Barcelona, like, that was probably, like, most of the players now, Rafa was probably their idol, bro. So they're going to want to, like, respect him and, like, play hard. I feel like he'll get the most out of him. And, like, he's still young to be able to, like, to connect with them and shit. Yeah. So I feel like it could be, that's like, the, it could have the Scaloni effect, bro. We could have... I mean, like, that's, and then uh, Barca B is full of young players. So, and, and that's what we want, right? We want this year to be... Or next year, sorry, to start be like an ushering of new players, a new generation, like get rid of the old stuff. So why not? Like who, who, who more than Rafa Marquez who knows uh, not only Liga MX but the players as well, bro. And the Go good ahead. thing about Rafa, like I said, since he's young, this what if this is like the like if he's hired, which I actually I saw a thread today on Twitter from Gibran that actually made a lot of sense. Oh, like, bro, like maybe Rafa is the guy. He's he's young enough to where it wouldn't just be like a one thing cycle. Like well, he could be there for two cycles. It'd be like an eight-year project with like a, the same core group, and even if they're like too young in 2026, by 2030 we might have like a bunch of players in their prime, like with a whole system of like um, two cycles under their belt, all this experience, and you never know, bro. They build something special. No, I mean, no. I think if Rafa Marquez comes in as now and kills it, gets gets that whole system, because you're gonna have to rebuild. There's gonna be there's gonna be months where we're doing shit, but we're rebuilding. Right, yeah, bro. Rafa Marquez, you said eight, bro. He can literally be for. He can even go for three if everything goes well, bro. He's that young. He can literally be there for a while if everything goes well. But at the same time, if he goes now and he he doesn't do good, 
Is he is, is he ever gonna get called back? Is 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 he ever gonna get called back in the future? That's what I, that's what I'm like when he's already more experienced after that. Like you know you know what I mean like right now he's getting experience at Barca, yeah. And you know Scaloni had no experience that like we're relating to, we're trying to like you know relate to that like he we can just bring him on. But what happens if he does bad, right? Like what happens? Like I mean, the way I see it though, I feel like. I feel like he. I feel like he'd still get chances. Like even if the first time didn't go right. Like imagine he goes back to Europe and he does like a, has like a good coaching career. I feel like obviously he's the only coach we have in Europe. He'll probably eventually get another chance. But the way I see it, bro, if you look at the World Cup, like if you notice, like most of the coaches that like made it pretty far, are coaches that are like, are more like motivators. They're more like energetic and like they kind of yeah. Like that's kind of what we need. It's more. It's more than just tactics. Because like bro, tactics. How much are you really going to learn in tactics with your national team? Like, you're there with them for like a week, like one yeah, week facts. every fucking two months. So you're not really going to learn any system. Like, the main thing is you need to play, like, get a coach that's going to make the players play hard for you. Like Morocco's coach, nobody knows who he was, but obviously he got the players to like believe in him and play under him and do well. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like Scaloni. Like, you're not going to tell me Scaloni's a better coach than Man, than. No. Uh, than half the coaches in the in the tournament for like in terms of taxi, tactics, he's not nice. better than Francis' coach who does won the last nice. World Cup, or, but, or he's, than Louis Van but he won it because because of energy, bro, because of energy and like having like charisma and relating to the players, not because of like oh he knew how to line up and he knew this system and he knew this this and that, like yeah, like there's obviously better coaches, but I feel like for the national team specifically, you need like a young one who's like energetic and like will yeah. inspire players to play. I think Rafa could be that guy, bro. I feel like I feel like it's him. Definitely. All right, so we're talking about the rebuilding process for 2023. Who do you guys see starting in 2023? Not until 2026, but 2023. Who would be your starting goalkeeper? I don't even know if we're going to do a rebuilding process. I still think that goalkeeper, we're going to go with Ochoa for the upcoming year. I don't know if he'll be there in 2026, oh, but I don't see Acevedo or, or David Ochoa, Magallon coming in and starting right away. I feel like we're going to keep going with Ochoa for now. No, what I pre- what I'm predicting is Ochoa's still gonna come, but the oldies like Talavera, Talavera and the fucking Cota or whatever, they're gone. Oh, they so have those to go. those they have those to two go. spots, those two spots is gonna be hundred percent Acevedo. The third one, it's maybe David grabs. Ochoa. It's up for grabs, they, yeah, yeah, David Ochoa or um, I don't know who the other guy is. Or like Malagón. Yeah, Malagón. Yeah, yeah. He just signed but, with America. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he just signed on the bench, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Ochoa just re-signed as well for like another year with with America. So, I mean, definitely, I see I see memos memos starting, especially next year. But just the the backups are definitely gonna be Acevedo, and that third one we just don't know yet. I actually don't know. Well, we'll keep it a starting lineup to not get too deep into it. But I'll I'll keep uh, Ochoa at the starting starting goalkeeper position too for twenty twenty three. Oh, I would go with Acevedo, bro. I think like. You gotta get to start getting experience now, but we have limited tournaments. We don't have any World Cup qualifying, so we need to use the tournaments as like experience for whoever's gonna be starting in 2026. So yeah. if they were to start Ochoa, that would make no sense. He's not gonna be the starter in 2026. And if he is, we have a fucking serious problem that a 40 year old's gonna be our goalie. So I, I would start as a middle. I would start as a middle for the for the Nations League and World Cup. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good thing though. Like that's the silver lining. Is we have two tournaments uh, next year, so we have Gold Cup and Nations League. I mean, I, I don't see why we could have Ochoa in one and Acevedo in one. Realistically, I think that's going to happen. Like, you know, idealistically, I would have Acevedo starting off the bat. Yeah. 
right back. I think it's a little bit harder on the right back spot, bro. There's a, there's many players. There, I think we're stacked on that right spot, right hand spot. Like we have Jorge Sanchez, Julian Araujo, fucking Kevin Alvarez. Um, uh, Kevin Alvarez. Three very very solid right backs that can definitely break it in Europe. I mean, Jorge Sanchez is already at Ajax. He's kind of he started he kind of started iffy, but though that's a that's a very hard spot. I don't know. I don't know. He's been pretty bad, dude. When I watch him yeah. for Ajax, too, he's, he's, he's been, been pretty bad. Yeah, he's been doing a little bit bad. In the World Cup, he was kind of iffy too. He's probably one of the worst players we had. If Kevin Alvarez can get a move to Europe, I think he can start in twenty twenty three. I don't know about Julian Araujo just yet. Yeah, but I do see him being in the process for twenty twenty six. I don't know who we're gonna take out, but. We're stacked in the right back position for now. For now, well, I'd probably go with Kevin. Yeah, for now, I would go Kevin. I think he he will eventually go to Europe. If if it's not next year, I think. I mean, he's still young, bro. I, how old is he? I think he's like what 20, 23, 23? 24. Yeah. I mean, I th- if he goes within the year, um, I I think Kevin Alvarez is gonna start honestly next year. Uh, yeah, I think I feel like um, it it, it all depends on how like if we're projecting for twenty twenty three as of right now. It's just Jorge Sanchez. Like, there's no, I don't really see Kevin Alvarez taking that spot just yet. But it all depends on like the transfer window, either summer or or this winter, whether Araujo and um, Alvarez can get out of their leagues here in to uh, in um, Mexico and in in MLS. Uh, if they can get out of there, then yeah, they have a pretty good chance of taking over because Jorge Sanchez is very iffy right back. Like. He's 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 a little better at Ajax, but I I still see a lot of mistakes. And like German said in the World Cup, I mean like I I like Mexico's chances better when Kevin Alvarez was there. Yeah, Kevin's better, but I, it's kind of it's hard, bro. It's yeah, hard. It's hard. All right, what about you, Chris? Uh, I'd go with Kevin too, just because I feel like nowadays your left back and right back need to have like an offensive game, and Jorge Sanchez just doesn't have that. And Kevin Alvarez does. He's pretty good in the attack. Um. Mm-hmm. And he I feel like he's better on ball. Argentina, like was our toughest game at the World Cup. So I think mm-hmm. I think his projections going up. Well, Jorge Sanchez, unfortunately, even though he went to a way better team, he's kind of been on like the de- decline. So until I can like kind of pick it I up again, I, I, would, I wouldn't call it a, for now. I wouldn't call it a decline. I'd say it's more of a plateau. Like he just, I there's, I, I don't see much room for improvement for Jorge, if there has been any. I, I wouldn't call it a decline though. A decline would be like a Chaka Rodriguez, uh, Jesus Gallardo type. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right. Moving to the center backs, two center backs you guys would start. Montes um, already, bro. Let's all agree, Montes is that Montes right center back. Spaniola, he'll be the starting right center back. He'll be the starting right at the age of 25. He should have left at 21, 20 to sporting, but it took four more years. But it's all good. He's going at 25. He still has like 10 years left if he does good in Europe. Yeah, so I'll start him at right center back. I think we can all we agree, all agree that. on that. 100%. Yeah, Cesar Montes, right center back. All right, left center back. Hey, this is where it's kind of hard. Because Johan isn't playing. Yeah, Johan he doesn't isn't play playing. at all for a team that's fighting for relegation, which is kind of bad when you look at it. Yeah. So there's a, there's some options that can go around there. We have young center backs coming like Victor Guzman, mm-hmm. Jesus Alcantar. Yeah, actually, um, yeah. Yeah. if I could go on yeah, a whim and, and if we're going out bold, I say Jesus Alcantar. Why not? I mean, he's getting mm, first, team, first team training with sporting, maybe a first team appearance. I mean, I think he was registered in the Champions League with sporting. So he might maybe yeah. get some Champions League minutes um, anytime soon. Uh, and I don't know. Like, he just seems like he's a very, uh, very, very, he got that dog in him, you know? Uh, we talked. <laughs> I know we talked to Anthony Ramos on, on one of our earlier podcasts about Alcantar. 
And he's like, yeah, like he's just a natural born leader. Like he just, you know, he's he's always just playing with like the jersey tattooed on uh, on his chest, you know, the badge tattooed on his chest. So I don't, yeah, why not? I mean, Cesar Montes and Susan Cantar, that doesn't seem like a bad duel. Yeah, I feel like honestly, I feel like he's too young yeah. though, because like he, he is only playing like he with Nakaxa, he played one game, like literally right. thirty minutes, and then he went off to Europe, and then in Europe he hasn't played in the first division yet. He is getting first team training for a really good team, but. Would you start him over Johan Vasquez, who has a full year of Serie A starting? And then this year he hasn't really played, but he's still in Serie A. And he trains with Serie A players every single day. Yeah, I, right. I would still go with Johan Vasquez. Still Re- realistic, yeah, realistically, I, I would go with Johan because, again, he's been... He brought every time he... At least when he was in um, uh, Genoa. Uh, Genoa yeah. Uh, bro, he was playing against these big teams and was performing very well. Yeah, against AC yeah. Milan. It, it, it really, it really, it really. When I started, when he moved to Cremonense, I was like, all right, this is gonna be the team that actually plays him every single game and like you know develops him. But it really caught me off guard that he wasn't playing like for like the until like the end of like till end the like he right before the World Cup. Team. He went to a relatively worse team, which is weird. I, I feel like you know he went to a worse team. He they just got promoted. So but yeah, but Genoa got relegated. So oh well, yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's the same thing. But, but I, I would start Johan too, actually. I mean, yeah, yeah and then Johan and Montes were a really good pairing in in uh, in the Olympics. So I, yeah. I, I mean, why not? I mean, they already know each other, you know. Fuck it, we'll go with the Olympic pairing. Yeah. I left back. We have Arstiaga who was complaining or went on Twitter to let his emotions known. Yeah, what happened during the World Cup because he didn't play at all. Didn't get no minutes. Yeah, playing in Europe for the number one team in Belgium. It's probably gonna get a move next summer to like Brighton, Leeds United, something like that. Yeah. If I if I were the coach, I'd start him over Gallardo. Yeah. I mean that man Gallardo said Monterrey is the same thing playing as playing in Europe. in Europe, which is kind of stupid. At the age of twenty eight, he could still go to Europe too if he wanted to. Yeah. But it's a stupid mentality, in my opinion. I don't think he should start. He's confirmed in the uh, he's used to or he's chilling with playing in the Liga MX. Yeah. We can do better at the left back position. We have Omar Campos coming up too. Yeah. We have options. Left back, Artiaga. Seals the deal. Yeah. We all agree. Artiaga, Artiaga and, should and be I, the starter. Yeah, I'd put Artiaga and then Campos as a close uh, second string. Yeah, I'd have Artiaga I, I, as well. I think Campos should be second string, but I, I, I just have a feeling they're still going to keep calling Gallardo. Because <laughs> yeah, let's be honest, he had a decent tournament. So Or Jonathan Gomez. Jogo, 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 Jogo. He's there. He he's is there. there. If he wants to play for Mexico, though, we'll see, though. He is. He it we we have a lot of good left backs. We're like, there's a lot of young ones. We have Arteaga, 23. Jonathan Gomez, what, 18, 19? And 20. Real Sociedad B, and yeah. sometimes trains with the A team. Um, yeah. The left back for Pachuca, Mauricio Isais, champion oh, yeah. of the league, oh, yeah. starting left back, only 21. That's a good What else do we say? Omar Campos. One of the best left backs, if not the best left back in Liga MX, only twenty. Uh, Daniel Aceves playing with Marcelo Suarez, Aceves. another twenty-one. That's like five left backs, bro. We're like stacked. So I do not yeah. want to see Gallardo, bro, at all under any circumstances. I don't want to see him in any tournament this summer. We have a plenty of young <laughs> left backs that we could be using, bro. So any anybody, but Gallardo, please. Yeah. All right, CDM. I think we all know. Wait, what formation are we going for against, though? What, what? Four three three. Four three three with one CDM or two. One CDM because we played with two, two center mids. I, I want to go four two three one. All right, bro. so CDM. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would go for four two three one. Yeah, I feel honestly, like that's what I would. Because <laughs> like yeah, one, if it's a team better, and everyone that plays in Europe plays in that form formation. Even even in Liga MX, they all play that formation. Yeah, 
Let's go four two three one. Let's go four two three one. Left CDM. Left CDM. I'm going with the man who got benched against Argentina for no reason. El Machín. Le- left. Edson Alvarez. You would put him left. I put Luis Chavez left, and then Edson. Yeah. I would put Luis. Yeah, I would put Luis, Luis Chavez as a CDM. Well, they would both be the center mid, basically. Uh, yeah. Luis Chavez and and Edson Alvarez. For yeah, me, those are my two options. My my two picks right there for 2023. I would go Edson. Edson obviously has a sealed deal at the right CDM. Role. There's no one that can take his spot. No one close. Well, he's. Well, I I say look. I say we keep it at four three three because Mexico's capacity, the way the way we have our player pool, it's just built for a four three three. So it's built for yeah. four two three one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, we, we need to you go guys, with, a, just, with, uh, a, with a defensive midfielder, a box to box one, and then an attacking one. And however they want to line up is fine. Just one, two, and three. three, one three one. Each. Right, if we're putting two. If we're putting two CDMs. Well, just it's easy. Edson and Guti. Arya. No, I don't know about Guti. He kind of sucked there in the World ah, Cup. Man. I feel like Guti, every time he puts on the national team jersey, he forgets how to play. I don't think Guti- I don't know what he was doing, bro. He doesn't do good for I Mexico. He barely starts for PSV sometimes. He's an okay player, but when he plays for Mexico, he forgets how to play. I don't think play. Guti has got, got enough time under Tata for him to really, like, you know, like, get into that rhythm, you know? Like, sometimes you... As, as, I mean, Chavez didn't either, and that fool popped off. But Chavez started way more games than Gutierrez did. I don't think Gutierrez started as much as, as Chavez. I don't know. Which, which, honestly, I have to give props to Tata. I mean, he gave, like, Chavez is a phenomenal player, and he gave him a chance very late on into the into everything. Yeah. All right, so, okay, how, how Chris said, let's just go for a, a four, two, CDM, three, box-to-box, and a center, like, a, a camp kind of yeah, team. Yeah, 4 2 three, one. So, so CDM, we, everyone, Edson Alvarez, easy, right? Chavez, Edson Alvarez, easy. easy. Center, mid, right, box-to-box. Box to box. Chavez. Chavez. Yeah, Chavez. I'm going with Acha Acha. What? Say way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, that man's a grandpa in the MLS. He's playing for one of the worst teams in MLS, too. Now nah, we're going with Chavez. Chavez. All right, attacking mid. Attacking mid. Uh, we got options, I, right? We got options. Is this a yeah. hot take? Can I say a hot take? Go for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Flores. Marcelo Flores. That's boy. No, I like that man's injured like right it. now. No, that man's injured. Linus, I, I would put Linus, but I just hope, Man. hope, dude. I think Braga played today. I don't even know if he was on the bench or not or played. He wasn't. Like, they lost five. <laughs> they zero. lost five. No. They got smacked. They got smacked. They got fucking smacked. Five. Uh, hey, you know what I'm gonna put? I can put Richie Ledesma. Ah, oh. hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because again, I don't. Hey, you know who I got? You know who I got as backup box to box? Who? Alex Mendes, mm, bro. We need the Mexican. Hey, why not, bro? Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I honestly believe there's gonna be a lot of dual nets picking Mexico, and the reason oh, I believe that, the reason I believe that is gonna be it's since it's the rebuilding phase. That's what's gonna tie. I'm like, bro, if I if I pick Mexico, I'm gonna get called up. I'm gonna get my chances right now. Like, like I can get in, get a part of that process the already. USMNT is pretty stacked. Yeah, USMNT yeah, already has their process kind of. Yeah, so, like, come on. Already. like realistically, yeah. I don't think Mendes is breaking through Musa, McKinney, or or Adams. Yeah, or Gio Reyna. They can make a, you know, they can make a big name for themselves with Mexico, though. Yeah, past them, I don't see them breaking into the U.S. squad. And then you know, you heard things about Mexican Americans with the U.S. too. Yeah, Berhalter. We don't know. Oh, right. Hey, well, y'all saw the way Berhalter been treating Gio Reyna, right? Yeah, bro. Uh, that's kind of uh, <laughs> that was kind of fucked. That up. is fucked. But Gio Arena was uh, his attitude. Huh? I don't know. But honestly, I think you got Ledesma, I, right? Ledesma. Yeah, yeah I got I, honestly, Ledesma's yeah. a good shout, bro. I, I, I actually, I actually fuck with that. I'm gonna agree with that. Right, I think. So and then we're we're putting what? Uh, what's left? 
Left wing, right wing, left striker. Right, right. Left wing, yeah, right well, just, wing. Just tell us your attacking left trio, wing. bro. What is your attacking trios? Oh. Well, that's yeah. all that's left. Chucky. Yeah. Chucky, Santi, and Tecatito. 2023. 2023. Mexico is definitely not winning 
the 2023 Gold Cup. I think the USMNT is going to go back-to-back Gold Cup champions if they take their A squad. You got the US. If they take their A squad. Think about it. We're in the beginning of a rebuild, like we talked about. We're going to start experimenting with new players. They just they just did a whole World Cup with their base squad for 2026. They come in with experience. They've come in playing against teams like England, teams like Wales, who, I mean, they suck, but they, they're they hard, like, tooth and nail type teams. And, yeah, there's going to be a solidified group. Uh, and if, if even if Berhalter's still there, to be honest, like, you know, they, they have that experience where as Mexico is looking towards what do we do differently. I actually agree with that. I don't think Mexico, I think, I'm actually going to add to that. I think Mexico is going to, is gonna do so shit, like so shit for the first year. <laughs> I I like generally believe we're gonna do so bad for the nah, next year. Bro, I think we're gonna bounce back and win the gold cup. I'm not gonna lie. I think we're gonna bounce back and win it. Really? I don't know how, but I think we're I hope win we win it. But I just have oh, a feeling, like, because again, we're gonna have a new coach. We're gonna have new play like players that like are gonna get their first caps in the national team. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe some dual nets. I feel yeah. like there's, I don't know, man. I, I hope we do we win some. But I will see them. We'll see if the US take it. But my hot take, I <laughs> right, Alexis Vega will end up being another flop. He's never gonna do anything. He's never gonna leave the Liga MX mm-hmm. after that World Cup performance. You already heard reports of like his agents like scraping, you know, trying to get people to contact him to sign Alexis Vega. He hasn't won anything at the club level, only international, which was a gold cup in 2019. He's kind of that player I look at and I'm like, he's the party type, not really, you know, focused that much on football. But I think he's going to end up flopping, staying in Liga MX, probably never winning anything for Chivas, end up going to random teams like Mazatlan, San Luis. So, yeah, I think Alexis Vega's going to flop, never do anything. Mm. I don't really say it's a flop. He's already 24, staying in Liga MX more than he should have. But, yeah, I don't see I him mean, doing I, anything. I think, he, I think he's not even going to make a, a, a move this win, uh, this transfer window. Nah. He, he, started, he was here to report back with Chivas. With Chivas to, you know, get Chivas money when he goes to Europe. But never happened. I don't think it'll happen. I think nah, he's going to stay in Liga Max. It's because also with, with Alexis Vega, they're paying him a fat bag here. If he goes to Europe, he's going to cut down his salary like at least like fucking like 40%, bro. Hell yeah. So, like, I don't – he's already in that lifestyle. I don't think he wants to dip. He like he's gonna get paid a fat bag. How fucking Sambuesa stayed in the league? So he's gonna bounce. How you said go back to fucking every single team in the fucking at the end of his. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, it sucks because uh, like career, he's, like they got such a baller, but like I I just don't see him moving out. If if it's not now, I don't think it'll be ever. I mean, but the thing is, is it also he hasn't won anything because he's at Chivas or what? Yeah, well, Chivas is absolutely fucking suck. Yeah, no <laughs> and there's always there's rumors of him going to Tigres. Uh, for this, that would this, be horrible. Uh, that would be the end to his career. If if you want to uh, clear also, your career, also, go to Chivas, Monterrey, Tigres. I was actually looking at the Tigres uh, team, bro. They're they're like their average age is like thirty one, bro. If you go back to like every single fucking player, bro, they're all like 31. 30, 30 and above. They're an old ass team. I didn't know that. Uh, that's like a little fact. Like for like not even a hot take or anything. It's just crazy to me. My hot take. MLS is already better than Liga MX, and I'm going to tell you why. MLS is bringing young talent to their league, while Liga MX is bringing old players to their league. Example, Dani Alves, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez signs, another old guy. Ronaldinho, old guy. Every, Every single star player that signed was old. Now go to MLS. 
this just recently, Ricky Bush signed with LA Galaxy at the age of what twenty? Three. I think it's twenty two or some shit. He's a young. He was a. He's a. In, in the sense, he was a promising player where he was gonna at least go to like a, a lower a lower team compared uh, to Barca and still break it through. And he went to the he went to LA Galaxy and said to the MLS Columbus crew uh, Columbus crew signed a, a player that was killing it. I think in the Premier League, yeah, for Wofford, very yeah. young age too, Actually, or Wofford. Damn, bro, I was gonna beat on you for that, but you're you're not wrong. I mean, well, I, like, I have, a, I would like to counter it kind of because I mean, Dani Alves. If you look at the right backs Pumas have, they're all shit. They will never take a spot too. But they the don't play him right back. Then you look at Luis Suarez. Tough. Then you look at Luis Suarez. Um, Cruz Azul don't have a striker. That's really good. They have Paraguayo. After Santi Jimenez left, so he's not really taking up anyone's spot. Then when you look at the MLS, the young players going there. Ricky Pooch, we heard about him partying with Pique. He left Barcelona. He wasn't really going to do anything. He never played, so he came to MLS to get money, get that bag, live in LA. The other players you can kind of see, but it's kind of the same thing because they're taking out spots from I mean, other young players, like the old players in Liga MX. Atlanta United <laughs> have a World Cup champion now. Oh, Thiago Almada? He's going to Europe, though. He's going to go to Europe after Wait, so, the dude, summer. Well, yeah, he's got a lot of good minutes, though, in the, the World Cup. MLS now. is a better league than Liga MX? Like, in terms of, like... No, no. I say, I say MLS is... All, I, like, player development? Or, like, like the league is just in, better? In terms of better. Um, bringing in it's already better. player development, really? every, everything. Everything. It's already better. Everything. It's already better. Wow. I do no. like something to add Player to development, the everything, winning bro. the next no. no, no, Champions no. League once again. I don't see that uh, Liga MX teams doing anything. We're kind of fucked with the teams. Yeah, there's there's Tigres is our only hope, which is not really. Yeah, our team is. Well, our I mean, they have freaking who, who's their new coach? Uh, Diego Coca. They got him, so we'll see. Yeah. Oh, don't sleep on uh, don't sleep on. Come on, we just got Larcamon. Might get a little nice squad going. Uh, I know Hopefully. we start to. I know we start to choke against MLS teams, except for the League Cup final. But Larcamon, we got to believe in that project. It's because they got LAFC, bro. I'm kind of scared for that. I think they're gonna. Yeah, take LAFC it. are fuck. Well, actually, no. LAFC, I think, are losing a couple players though. Yeah, but still, dude. LAFC is just cracked, man. They're so beast, yeah, though. Yeah. And they're getting uh, another uh, designated player in MLS. They're gonna have four now, so oh, yeah. they're gonna be able to spend oh, more. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ronaldo's coming away. <laughs> All right, Chris. Hopefully, that'd be dope. All right, my hot take is: don't sleep on this player because he's gonna be very important for us all of 2023, and that's. Jota Jota Macias. Hey. I feel like he, I honestly feel he's gonna bounce back this season. He's gonna bounce back this season with Chivas. We're gonna do big things with him. I feel like Chivas is a big team. Like let's let's, let's jokes aside, they're like the probably one of the most followed no, teams in Mexico. No. He's gonna be, if he's yeah, killing it for Chivas, he's gonna obviously attract so much attention. He'll be on the national team, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's like the breakout star of one of our uh, tournaments in the summer. Breakout star, he bro. five times for Mexico, and he has four goals. He's clinical. Clinical. Last season, before he you got injured, he finished the season scoring a goal pretty much every 70-something minutes with Chivas. That's a terrible Chivas team, by the way. So, I feel like he just uh, – I know he's coming back from an injury, but I feel like he's going to bounce back. I mean, huge for Mexico, and I see him doing big things this summer. Don't forget the name. J.J. Macias is getting drowned out by, by Santiago Ormeño, and, and next – and mark my words, He's injured, Brandon bro. Vasquez coming back from injury. Brandon Vasquez is, is going to come in from FC Cincinnati to take that place. Like I, I don't see a, a good, I don't see a good pathway for JJ Macias. Honestly, the best JJ Macias was when he was with 
That's why it's a hot take. Trust. Just trust me. Remember this. Remember this day, December 19, 2022, at 3.28 p.m. Pacific time. I said, Jotamastia is going to do big things with us. Just watch. It's because I feel like he kind of fucked up already. He should have left to Europe when he was playing for Leon. When he went to Chivas, he was kind of on the fall off. Then he went to Hetafe, flopped in Europe, came back to Chivas, tore his ACL. Everybody started started different. You never know. What if he goes back? What if he goes back? Like I said, Montes is going at 25 years old. What if Elin went at 26? We're asking Alex to go at 24. This guy's 23. He's going to be 23 all season. He doesn't turn 24 until the, the very end of the next season. So, like, imagine he has a good season this year and a good season next year, and he goes to Europe at 24 years old. Is that bad? Like, strikers usually last until they're, like, 32, 33. He'll have eight years in Europe where he's, like, could he be killing it. And I feel like he has that dog in him, bro. He's always wanted to go to Europe. He he, he could have got paid fat at Chivas or gone somewhere else in the MX. But he's like, no, I'll go on a low move to this bottom feeder club, Getafe, take less money. And he's always said in interviews, bro. He's always getting interviews. He's always like, oh, Mexicans need to, like, try themselves in Europe and try and try I feel he's going to go back, but there's no way he's not going to go back. And I, just, I feel like it just has that dog in him, bro. He has that mentality. Look at his quads, bro. He's I, I actually, like Quadzilla. He's fucking huge. Like he, He's going to be a beast. Trust I me. agree. I think I think JJ Macias is getting slept on just because of what he what happened with the Hetafe, bro. He got so much shit. I mean, everyone was criticizing him, why he, like, why he left to, like, you know, Hetafe. But honestly, I, I, I do see him bouncing back. I hope he does because, again, he could be... If he bounces back, he could be Santi Jimenez's like backup, and I'll be like or starter. Like, bro. Guess, or I wouldn't or rule starter. out. I wouldn't rule out hey. being a starter. I wouldn't rule hey, him out. And, being and a I actually, I, I think, I think, I don't, I don't know if Santi and JJ Macias have a similar build. I think they do, but like they're pretty tall strikers. I think. Yeah. And, like it'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be. He's a. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be kind of cool. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see you next week with more Football Asada. Make sure you guys subscribe and follow us at Cabra FC and CabraSportsHQ.com.